This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, Good Better Broker from UWM Live as we bring in Elizabeth Cassidy. She is with Future Home Loans in Palm Bay, Florida. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is fun. It's so great to have you here. Uh, A little bit about you. First and foremost, you are an Air Force veteran, so... I am. Thank you for your service. Thank you. It's very kind. Uh, You closed 142 units last year. 83% purchase volume, more than half... VA deals. Mm-hmm. You're doing 70 to 100 VA loans a year. So being a veteran yourself, this is clearly a big focus for you. Yes, hands down. Tell us why. It's it's second nature to me. I talk the lingo. I've walked the walk. I, I can speak it to them. I understand their frustrations and their their nervousness and their, their questions. It's just... When I went through the home buying process as the first time as a veteran, I was just kind of pushed along the side. It almost, I was treated almost as if it was like a subpar loan product, like, oh man, VA loan. And I don't want people to feel that way. Like it's, for lack of a better word, pisses me off. So I have a book of business and referral partners and they know if it's a, if it's a veteran in Brevard County or even some in the state of Florida, they're like, Elizabeth is the only person that we will call. And I, I love that reputation for myself. They're just the most humble, great people to do mortgage for it's it's I wouldn't change a single thing about my focus and where I aligned it so for you this is not just business this is clearly personal as well it's a million percent personal everything that I do is a million percent personal to a fault sometimes but uh, yes <laughs> I love it I love it um, you were also uh, a real estate agent for three years but you said this is actually funny you said you didn't know anything about VA loans when you were an agent no I had no idea nobody taught me any nobody taught me the questions to ask nobody taught me the perks or the benefits so I was I was a real estate agent, um, primarily serving the Luke Air Force Base community, and I didn't know anything about what the mortgage process was for the people that I was serving. I knew that they were coming. I knew that they were stationed or you know, something was bringing them to Luke Air Force Base area, but I didn't know a whole lot of other aside from to ask, like, do you have a certificate of eligibility? That was about the extent that at the time my retail lender that we had partnered with in the office, that's what they taught me to say. Anything aside from that, it was like, yeah, no, you don't need to know anything. And I make it very important to educate my agents that like to serve in any capacity in the military community. I mean, the state of Florida is the third largest VA state in the entire country. Like we have veterans coming in waves. So if you are in any capacity of the real estate world and you don't know a thing or two about the VA loan, then you're maybe living under a rock in the state of Florida because chances are you've had a veteran come across your desk that wants to buy a house with you. All right, you dropped that R word and that is retail. Uh, You used to be on the retail side. Yeah. Um, and, And this is funny. You said you didn't even know the difference between retail and wholesale, Mm-mm. and then you quickly found out because you saw what retail was charging. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was insulting. It was, I was embarrassed to even have to bring it up to clients. I'm like, oh, hey, fun fact, I have really high interest rates and I have all these garbage fees, and I hope that you work with me because you like me. Like, you can like me, and I can also not, you know, screw you. So that's what I very quickly made the switch when I connected with the person that runs future well we are certainly happy to have you in the broker channel and and you know you said that you learned the va handbook you know 
front to back, and, and you, you said that that is a non-negotiable for folks out there who are looking to focus on VA mm-hmm. loans. Why? You have to, that's your Bible. It's, it's the way that the VA has their eyes intended on the VA loan product. It's how we protect veterans. Um, and unfortunately, there are loan companies, underwriters, appraisers. There are people out there that don't know what they don't know because they've never experienced it. So it's not that we use it. It's not a tool that we use to be like, aha, gotcha. It's my backbone. It's like, oh, no, actually, this is allowed. And here's the evidence that tells you it is. So if you don't like it, you have to take that up with the VA. But until then, this is what they've said yes to. So you must say yes. We're not negotiating this anymore. You mentioned this a couple of minutes ago that obviously being a veteran yourself, you know the military lingo. And and you said that, you know, when working with veterans on a mortgage, it's a, a completely different level of emotion. Yes. Why is that? Yes. They're, most of them are being told to move to a place that they don't want to go. If they are active duty, they're like, hey, we know that you've established relationships, friendships, maybe you're by family. Time to pack that up and go move somewhere where you maybe don't want to go. And you would think that the state of Florida, like everyone would be bonkers excited. The majority of them are. I mean, I serve very close to Patrick Space Force Base, which is right on the ocean. But not everyone is excited because they're leaving family or they're leaving their network of people and their friends where like they could care less if the beach is three doors down from them. They're going to miss their people. And so some of them, they're just they're not happy for the process in general. And so it's my job to be like, hey, like, I know this sucks. I'm sorry, but I'm going to take X, Y and Z off of your plate to make sure that it's a little bit less of a suck. And we're going to get you, you know, at least into a house where you can start to build a new home and, you know, a new a new present for you and your family. When you are having conversations with your VA borrowers, you tell them that you are going to fight for them. Yes. And yes. you make that very clear. Mm-hmm. Yes. I tell them I'm excited for if we get a low appraisal because I get to I get to go in on that. And they're like, wait, what? We were told that we don't want that. I'm like, you're right, we don't. And chances are we won't get it. But in the event that we do, like, game on, let's go. So it's it's something where I, I fight every avenue of it. it it's, it's in not any way to discredit anyone's knowledge or what they do or don't do for people. But I just had a listing agent last week that said to me, eh, we prefer to just have a conventional loan. I said, fun fact, you actually don't. We're going to talk about this. And you're going to agree to this VA offer in the next 24 hours and give me the contract. So we had a conversation. By the end of the business day, I had the contract in my inbox, and it was a VA offer that they had accepted. Yeah, you are such a passionate advocate for mm-hmm. veterans, and, and I think it's it's just so admirable. Uh, and you talked about you know trying to educate people, and a lot of what you do uh, focuses on real estate agents and trying yes. to debunk some of those assumptions they have about veteran mm-hmm. borrowers, right? Yeah. So I'm actually licensed in the state of Florida to be able to teach continuing education focused on the VA loan. And the process is start to finish. And the first thing I always get from people is they always appraise low. And I just, I look at them and smile. I'm like, mm, I, my track record says that they don't, but we, we don't need to get in the logistics of that. I just, I start with, well, let's talk about why. Let's talk about why you're telling me that the seller says, no, they don't want it because I would put money on the fact it's not the seller. It's somewhere down the line. Someone in the profession has said, no, we're not going to do this. And we need to change that narrative because if they were good enough to put a uniform on and die for you when they don't know you, they should be good enough to be able to buy your home. Wow, that's pretty impactful Yes, right there. Uh, you, you are big on building, trusting relationships mm-hmm. with your real estate agents. How do you go through that process? I treat them like humans. I, when I was a real estate agent, I, you could tell the people that were genuine and were just ingenuine. I was blessed with some really great relationships with some very genuine, kind 
retail loan officers who are still like just because they work in the world of retail does not mean that they are not wonderful humans they were but then you also got the vibe from those that walked in they're like eh, you're just as good as your next deal I some of my best friends in the world of real estate maybe do two transactions with me a year I love them just the same like I know things about their family about their kids they invite me to birthday parties we talk once a month about why they're frustrated with this market like I I treat them like they're humans it's just that's their job but they are a human being in my circle first. So if anything, they're going out there and they're spreading the good news of what I can do and what my company can do in the world of VA loans and other loans. We do we do all of it as all brokers do, but they're spreading the topic and the concept of how we do it so well that they're they're a walking billboard and why would I not love those people? I think our listeners would find this interesting about you. Yeah. You said that you have gained a lot of high producing referral partners who you've never even met. Yes. Yes. To this day. To this day. Yes. yes. Okay. How, how have you done it? You got to tell us. I, I over-communicate with them. I really appreciate what they do. I thank them for anything and everything. If they bring me a client that's $150,000, you know, buying their starter home, I treat them the exact same as I do if they're someone that's buying Beachside with two commas in their price point. Like it doesn't, it doesn't phase me. And I just appreciate them and their hard work. I think part of it too is coming from the world of real estate. I know how difficult it is to gain those leads, to be able to secure those people that are even willing to let you be the person to write the offer for them. I'm not going to let those people fall to the wayside if they're trusting me to do the mortgage. And so there is there's a bucket of them that I've never met before in person. Like we've had video chats, we've texted back and forth, called, but no, in person, no. And it's 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 wild to me that they trust me and they've never got to, you know, see me. I don't know. They could judge me because they don't like the way I feel in my eyebrows because I suck at doing my own makeup. I have no idea. <laughs> but they... They do. They trust what we do and they just, they know that we're good people and we're doing good by our consumers. And they know that we have great partners like UWM who they're not going to let a loan fail unless we have overturned everything and we just sucked at our job at the beginning, but they know that we don't. So they trust us. All right. I'm going to put this one on a T for you to knock right out of the park. Go for it. How much satisfaction do you get from saving a deal for a veteran who was denied by retail and then you get their loan done exceptionally fast. I reach out to the loan officer that denied them. You do? I do. I absolutely do. I let them know why we were able to approve it. I let them know how being a broker is better because shocker it is. And I let them know if they ever want to have a conversation to advance their career so they don't have to give away commissions. They are welcome to call me. Here's my cell phone number. And I thank them for attempting to help this person. Mm-hmm. That's a sick burn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do it to be mean. Well, I do it a little bit. Well, you take a little bit. It's okay to take a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah, I'm like, you put this veteran through the ringer for the last six weeks, and then you said no? Like, eh. You know, I was able to do it in seven days thanks to my partners and my knowledge and how these people trusted me, so... Let's improve your life and find you a better place man, to work. <laughs> man, well said. You, you are doing a lot of good things for all those veterans out there. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate having you. Elizabeth Cassidy Thank from you. Future Home Loans. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Good Better Broker from UWM Live, and we welcome in Moose Mao. He is with C2 Financial out of Encinitas, California. Moose, great to have you. Good to, good to be here. Hey man, uh, we, we were just talking about this. You live how many blocks from the beach? You got you got to tell our listeners. One block. One block. Okay, so not, it's not multiple. It's no. it's one block. Um, must be nice, uh, Southern California. Hard to beat it. Beautiful. Um, you know what else is beautiful, Moose? The fact that uh, you're here. You're at UWM Live. You're a former retail guy who is now in the broker channel. I, I got to ask you about that as, as we get going here. Why'd you make the switch? 
it just wasn't working. We weren't as competitive. I was losing deals at escrow, um, losing buyers to uh, to the banks and to better rates. And um, the mortgage broker just, I mean, it's just been amazing the last five years. Yeah, how do you describe the experience since you joined up with C2 and, and what it's done for your business? Well, we don't know what we don't know. And I competed against brokers for a long time about, about drinking the Kool-Aid, about controlling the loan. And, and with UWM, we do control the loan. Um, we work with you and, and your underwriting team and my AE, which is Kimberly Hughes, which is great. Um, but uh, the process and the speed in which you guys execute at UWM is, is, is far better than anything I've ever experienced. You know, a lot of retail LOs, or former retail LOs, I should say, that we hear from, you know, talk about why they hesitate to make the move. And, and for a lot of them, they say, look, it's kind of scary to go out on your own. As you navigated that process, what was that like? Well, me and my wife talked about it a lot. You know, we prayed about it. We, we wrote pros and cons about it. Uh, we had health insurance. We had 1099, different way of filing taxes. Um, there was there was a ton of things that uh, were, were occupying space and, and a lot of fear um, before making the decision. But once we made the decision, we got rolling. Uh, we bet on ourselves um, every day and um, there's no one I would rather bet on than myself. Well said. Uh, you, we know you're a big family guy. You talked about the conversation with your wife. Uh, C2 did a fanta fantastic video about you, Moose, in, in which they featured you and your family. Um, I remember seeing some, some shots of you and your kids out, out you know, shooting hoops. Uh, the, the flexibility that being an independent mortgage broker provides for someone like you who's a big family guy, can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I'm flying home early, early on Friday to go coach a, a sixth grade little girls basketball team. It's super, super important to my 12-year-old. Uh, that I be there and, and be a part of. So, um, you know, from day to day, uh, it's a lot different than showing up at the bank with the blue suit on, um, you know, in my office. My office is a couple blocks from the beach. And, um, you know, our attire is board shorts, flip-flops, uh, hats, like you can see I'm wearing now. Uh, but very casual beach environment and uh, very comfortable. All right, so being a business owner, let me ask you this. Now that you get to actually put your fingerprints on the business and run it the way you want to, what are you trying to do? What's, what's your goal here? My goal is to, uh, to, to grow my, my small little team and grow volume and, and do what we're doing is providing a world-class service with the, with the world's best mortgage company here at UWM and, and just growing each client at a time. I heard Matt Ishba say that, that we get referrals from closing clients, more referrals from closing clients at UWM. And I've experienced that over and over and over and over and over um, again, um, and it's amazing. How do you get your business? Is it referral? Are you active on social media? What's the focus for you? Yeah, I don't do uh, online leads, and I, I don't do a lot of social media, just with posting stuff from my family and things like that. But uh, I do get a lot of word of mouth, um, past clients, and and business partners, real estate agents, financial advisors, uh, estate planners. I do a lot of events face to face, uh, where we do golf tournaments and and housewarming parties and and things like that. Your account executive told me that you love coming here to UWM and trying out our latest and greatest in tools and technology. I do, I do. I mean, uh, last last year I hit a little slump. Um, middle of the year I came out in October and, and really did a pivot and uh, I've increased in volume month over month ever, you know, November, December, January, February, March, April. I've increased every single month and, and, and it's a direct result of coming out here in October and meeting with uh, Mr. Glass, just, uh, you know, he's an amazing guy and had a lot of great things to say 
and um, and everybody here at UWM just gives me that positive and that confidence knowing that this is behind me you know in my small little beach office in Encinitas California well I'm gonna come out and visit you sometime Moose. please I, I, I gotta I gotta get a visual now that you've described it so well but until then uh, great catching up with you appreciate your time and enjoy the event thank you Moose Mao from C2 Financial Welcome back to Good Better Broker from UWM Live. As we bring in Jennifer Gormer, she is with Integrity Home Lending out of Dallas, Texas. Yes. Jennifer, great to see you. You too, Justin. Well, I've just got to get this out there for our listeners. I've interviewed a lot of our clients over the years, right? Yes, sir. The energy and the positive energy that you have all around you is second to none. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I just... I can't stress that enough, and I would have to think in a business like this, mm-hmm. where you're constantly selling yourself, yeah. that has to be part of your approach, spreading that positivity to those around you. You have to, especially with all the misinformation that's out there about the market. It is a good market, it is a great time to buy a house. So you really do have to put that best foot forward and have the energy, because if you're not excited, your borrowers are not gonna be excited. Okay, so a little bit about you. You are a veteran of the industry, you have held various leadership roles with several companies over the years. Yes. Also interesting about you, you started broker, mm-hmm. you went to retail, mm-hmm. and now very recently you're back in the broker channel. That's right. What has it been like? Amazing. Nothing should have amazing. Um, it's never been a better time to be in the industry, um, uh, you know, especially with us having, uh, you know, in Texas, our market is booming. Houses are being built left and right. People are moving from other states to Texas. Uh, so we're doing great. And it, it, it was the best decision I probably made in my career. Reflecting back, mm-hmm. you've come full circle now from where you started as a broker. And now yeah. you're back in the wholesale channel. Yeah. But it's a much different wholesale channel than the much one you different. were in years ago. Yes, it was. Yes, how do you describe is. how different it is? Um, better. Absolutely better. Um, and it's better for the customer. And it's better for us. The opportunity, the opportunity for growth, the transparency, the number of um, programs that are available, bar nine. It's it's nothing like it used to be back when I started in 2004. So you were telling me that you're big right now on partnering with builders. You're actually Absolutely. a preferred mortgage company mm-hmm. for three different builders in your yes. market. Yes, yes we are. Um, it's, it's incredible because you know, builders back in the day, um, they had one one lender that they used and that was it. There was no question about it. There was no conversation. And the fact that we can walk in the door and offer our value add. And I believe it's what we've heard Matt say so many times, right? What are you adding? It's not going and asking for anything. It's what can you add? What value can you give? How, how much um, helpful can we be in closing a borrower on time quicker, CD and underwriting approval? I mean, we've just literally walked in the door and said, this is what we can do to help you. And builders are saying, yes, we we would love for you to be our preferred mortgage company. It sounds so easy, but what you're doing, what it, the way I am perceiving that is you are offering them value without the expectation of anything in return. That's right. I, I never walk in and ask anything of them, ever. I walk in and say, this is what we can do for your borrowers. This is what we can do. This is how we can close quicker, faster. Our communication is bar none. Um, there's never going to be a question. Oh, and by the way, we have phenomenal programs and, and rates and um, buy downs. And by the time I get to just the third thing, they're sold. You said that, you know, new construction there in Texas is crazy. And obviously, is. this is a stressful business, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of market you're in. Yeah. How much do you try to put yourself in the shoes of those builders to try to really appreciate what it is they're going through and, like you said, ways that you can help? Every day. Um, I will tell you, one of the first builders that came on board, it was 
putting myself in their shoes that actually got the deal done because they had other lenders that weren't getting the deal done. So I just offered, said, hey, we, we'd love to take that deal. We, we can get them closed. And one after another, after another, and when they have five, six, seven, eight, ten borrowers who look like they can't close on a home, builders want to close homes. That's at the end of the day. And so we were able to come in and show them and close them and excellent customer experience and reviews that are phenomenal. And then they're telling their friends and their sisters and their brothers, that's exactly what I do. I think it's a, it's a uh, misdeed if we don't put ourselves in the other person's shoes. You are also uh, focusing on working with realtor organizations and teams. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. Yeah, and um, so I uh, partnered with, or actually was invited by an association called Brothers in Real Estate in Texas. Had never heard of them before. Um, huge organization, over 250 realtors, seasoned uh, by average 10 years in the industry. Brought my team in, brought me in. Now they're sending all their business to us, and it's. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to partner. It's wonderful to educate. I just did a training this weekend and taught them about the temporary buy-downs. And you would be amazed how much the realtors had no idea that there were four different types of buy-downs, let alone what a buy-down was, and how they can utilize that in their contracting um, process and in negotiation. So um, it's uh, partnership is everything. Collaboration is everything. Um, I think that's part of what we absorb when we come to UWM. It's partnership, collaboration, value add. That's the winning deal. And that's so fitting too, because you said one of the reasons why you love being back in the broker channel is because of all of the products you have at yes. your disposal. Yes. And now you're taking those products mm -hmm. and you're educating these realtors you because as you said, a lot of them don't even know. They don't have a clue what a temporary buy-down is and how it's not only benefiting the bar, but the seller. If they already know that they've got a, a small wiggle room or a margin of space where they know this is my drop down line, but I'm willing to offer five, six, ten thousand $10,000 well, it behooves them, helps them and the bar to get a deal done quicker by offering seller pay concessions toward a temporary buy-down. So everyone wins, it's value add. All right, you are also big right now on those first-time home buyers, And so many of them, Jennifer, as you know, they've been on the sidelines. They've been waiting so patiently yes. for their turn to finally own a home. Yes. How are you helping them? You know, it's... It, Education is going to be key there because um, unfortunately with COVID and so many people losing their jobs, those first time home buyers, I think, got scared and thought, I'll never be able to. Um, and then when they hear other experiences that may not have been so um, positive or even if they don't have perfect credit, a lot of first time home buyers think, I just can't buy. That's not the case. So just educating borrowers, answering their questions, taking the time to have a 10 minute conversation goes a long way brings their anxiety down, answers their questions, they leave feeling educated, they understand the process, and then they're willing to move forward and get approved and close on a home. So um, that's just, I think, a passion of mine, maybe because I'm a mom of three, but I love helping first-time home buyers and their families get into a home. The, the facial expression, the tears, when they get that key, that's why I wake up every morning. We talked about your positive nature off the top of the conversation. I would have to think that you intentionally bring that positivity into these conversations with the first-time home buyers because yes. I'm sure that you've spoken to a bunch of them yeah. who already think they can't afford a house. Oh yeah, they think they will never be able to, they will never have perfect credit, they can't qualify, how do I pay? Um, and just educating them on the industry because I have that knowledge. We can't assume that our borrowers understand this, this business. So um, I just take it upon myself to make sure I'm educating because I know if I was in their shoes and when I was in my 20s, um, you know, I, I wish someone had done that for me. Well, you are taking full advantage of all the benefits of being back in the broker channel and we could not be happier for all Thank of your you. success. 
keep it up, all right? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Jennifer Gormer with Integrity Home Lending. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good Better Broker from UWM Live as we bring in our good friend Matt Gouget. He is with U Mortgage and he is based in Sacramento, California. Matt, great to see you, buddy. Good to see you, Justin. UWM Live, year two. How do you describe it? It's awesome. You know what happened last year is I was booked, had the flight booked, had the hotel booked, and I got sick. So this is my official first UWM Live. I'm stoked. Well, for you and me both because fun fact and I've told a few people this that I've seen tonight I actually had our 10th wedding anniversary trip booked before UWM Live was even a thing so this is our maiden voyage together good good choice on not rescheduling that I'm a married man that's right you get it you understand (laughs) All right, let's let's get down to business here how are things going with you, Mortgage? How, how, are, how is your business? How are things going, especially uh, in this volatile market we've been in? Yeah, volatile is one, one word to describe it, right? And, and I, I've talked to brokers already since I've been out here. I've only been out for an hour. Uh, things are different. Things are different than they were in 20 and 21. So my favorite part about you, Mortgage, is I've got the excitement back. I've got, I've got growth happening. I'm, I'm getting better as a mortgage professional. My team is growing. Your mortgage is growing. That's something that I think fuels me to continue in no matter what environment we're in. And, you know, let's be honest, it's a tough environment, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to hide in the corner, you know, curl up in a ball and give up, right? I'm, I'm, I'm giving two, three X the effort um, for, for the same results that I got in 2021, but I'm okay with that um, because... Um, I'm, I'm a part of something special. You mortgage is is something special. You're going to see the level up coaching and, and some more cool things to come from you mortgage in the future for sure. That cyclical nature of this industry, which you know so well, does it ever get easier to, you know, get used to that? I guess for lack of a better way of explaining it. Yeah, I mean, I think that it affects different people differently. I think that real winners, real like competitive people. A sick part of them likes the hard. And, and, and in a certain way, I like 2023 more than I like 21. 2021, we all got to just shoot layups. And it was easy, right? I want someone defending me. I, I want to play hard. I want the best defender in the league on me. And I want to, that, that's, that's worth more to me than just knowing that my guy fell over and I got to go score a layup, right? And so, um, you know, for me, I love the challenge of it. And so I think that, you know, you're starting to see those people who are built like that are thriving in 2023. And those that, you know, either in life or in business haven't ever had to endure struggle, they're struggling because they're not used to it. I know that this market is making me stronger. And, and like Matt has said and like other brokers I've heard talk, we're going to come out of this and, and, and the sky is the limit because we're going to be stronger coming out. All right, since you dropped the basketball analogies, which I love, by the way, I, I will say that Matt is a huge Sacramento Kings fan. Uh, he went to every playoff game, season ticket holder, uh, and we were talking about this off camera. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I feel like, I, you know, I felt it out. I feel like you're over it. To see what Steph Curry did in Game 7 against your boys, I, I mean, to be there and witness that, but it came at the expense of your Kings, Matt. Yeah, um, 
thank you for for being sensitive to the fact. I was that trying. After 17 long years, we go to the playoffs, and it was it was literally like a dream. I told people in my office, and I told friends of mine, like some days I woke up, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're we're up 2-0 on on the defending champions, and we're in the playoffs. I didn't know that basketball was played in May because I've been Sacramento Kings fan for the last you know 30 years of my life, but. Um, being there in person, you know, the, the consolation prize to having your team lose and being heartbroken because of that was a couple things. First one being Steph Curry, an all-time great. I don't know how anybody could not love and respect that guy. He's out there having fun playing the game. I told my 14-year-old, we just witnessed history. We witnessed the first person to ever score 50 points in a game seven. And I, I told my 14-year-old, I said, you're going to be my age you're going to be 60, and you're going to talk about this game. So this this is a cool experience. And the other consolation prize is I turn to the season ticket holders next to us. One of them works for the Kings franchise. And I told her and her boyfriend, I said, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, this is what we would have. We would have an almost 50-win uh, season. We would go against the defending champs in the first round and take them to seven games. I would have taken it. So I can't, sitting here today sad in my seats and there were there were some tears shed that day um but i couldn't be mad at it because it was it was a phenomenal season filled with phenomenal memories with uh my whole family my wife who's not a huge basketball fan got to go to game one and and it was incredible the amount of energy in that building after 17 years of pent up the best fans in in the nba the best fans we've loved and supported the kings through thick and through thin and to see them succeed and these young guys succeed, it was it was cool. No, I love that. And and the reason why I brought that up is because that is a nice segue into your social media because you are constantly posting about your experiences going to the Kings games and you really peel back the curtain for people, for your followers on social. And I know this has been a focus for you for a long time, Matt, you know, predating your you mortgage days, how big you are on social and how big of an impact it can, it can have. Um, how do you put it into perspective? Yeah, I mean, with the social thing, it, it's funny you mentioned it because I I had gone into like the educational part of YouTube and social, and my mission was like I want to educate people. I understand that people don't understand mortgage at a high level, so I'm going to talk to them like I would a first-time home buyer and and really explain it in simple terms because I know it can be intimidating. And and I did a lot of that. I was active on social and. You know, it was a good mix. You know, some family stuff, some hobbies, and some mortgage. And I think that I, I had, I got so mortgage heavy and so into the content and got such good feedback. Thank you so much. This helped me. That I forgot, people resonate with the person. And so I started posting the 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 King stuff. And we've got a great team at U Mortgage that helps me with analytics. And like, wow, this post on Instagram performed really well. This post on LinkedIn performed really well. And I, and I started to realize that, you know, the like and trust that people generally have to do business with somebody, it's not just that you like and trust me because I put out good information about mortgage. You like and trust me because I'm a family man who puts family first. I'm a guy who likes to create experiences with my family and I've got, you know, other interests like, like the Sacramento Kings. No, it's great too because it shows your evolution because when we interviewed you on, on this podcast, you know, a couple of years ago, we talked about your YouTube content and creating educational content that can, you know, content 
uh, that converts, and and now you're you're in this different phase of showing people different parts of your life. So no, I love it. I think I think it's great, and again, it shows that you're you're evolving and you're mixing things up. Um, but you do invest heavily in marketing resources. That is one thing that has continued to to just accelerate over the years, right? Oh, a thousand percent. And I think it's one of those things that you know, generally speaking, brokers are entrepreneurial, and 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 they're going to be in charge of a lot of different things in their business, including marketing themselves and and making sure that people know what they do, how they do it, where they do it, and how to get a hold of them. And so I've always been a humongous proponent of marketing oneself and doing it through video. I think I shared this stat last year, and so it's got to be even higher because I believe like going into 22, it was like in 2022, 93% of content consumed online was going to be video. It's got to be probably 95% in 2023. That's how people want their content delivered is through video. And you know, me and you like probably are also, you know, taking in as much content as we're creating or more. If I need to fix a dryer or I need to figure out oh, you know, yeah. how, how to work something, I go and I watch a video on it, right? I, I, I forgot how to program the remote for my TV. This guy made an excellent video. Got straight to the point. You know, it's, un- it's unbelievable. I did. I did it the other day. The light in our freezer went out. What did I do? I went straight to YouTube. You're right. You just proved the point. Yeah. I, I, I got. A, I got a buddy who's in construction to help me with uh, rehab of, of some investment properties we own, and uh, he was he was telling me YouTube University. It's true. And, and anything you want to learn, it's on YouTube University. It's crazy. Um, one other thing I want to touch on with you, brand, um, and, and how you have kind of molded your brand over the years because you now have this podcast which is great by the way not just because i recently appeared as a guest <laughs> Thank it's you. called the get better everyday podcast with matt Gouget. look it up and this to me when, when i was you know thinking about it it really is an extension of your brand because it's not really about mortgages or originating loans this is really about something that's important to you as a person and as a professional and this is really a way that you are starting to expand your brand, is it not? Oh, 100%. And that's the thing, too, is Get Better Everyday podcast. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you. Sh- shout out. Um, it's, it's for me talking about my self-development journey through, you know, talking to different guests about how they're getting better every day. And mortgage just happened to be the space that I was in as I was going through self-development, as I was getting better every day, this evolution of, of Matt Gouget as a person. And it, 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 it transcends to any business. It transcends to health and wellness. It transcends to you know relationships and marriage and parenting and all of it. And so, yeah, for me, it's a passion project and it's fun. I had uh, somebody who's really close to me who's been coaching me on investing and, and health and business and everything. And he just asked me, he said, Matt, do you plan, like, what's the game plan? Is it to monetize this, is that, or do you just thoroughly enjoy this? And I said, I really enjoy this. No matter where it goes, I'm having fun. And then I learned that podcasting has got to be the greatest form of networking ever, where I'm talking to interesting folks like Justin White. I'm talking to Mateen Cleaves. I'm talking to, you know, people who have built, um, you know, virtual assistant businesses and all kinds of different people that I get to talk to, learn about their businesses, learn about how they're getting better every day. That stuff fascinates me and it's really something that, that I love. Oh, it's, it's great. Uh, and, and, I, and I agree. Doing the podcast is a fantastic way to network and meet people. And, and let's face it, at the end of the day, this is a people business. So the more people you meet, the more people you can hopefully 
do business with. Right. Yeah, for sure. He is Matt Gouget, a.k.a. Matt the Mortgage Guy. Always great to see you, my friend. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate you, brother. All right, Good Better Broker from UWM Live as we welcome in Skylar Welch. She is with Main Point Lending out of Portland, Maine. Skylar, great to see you. Thanks so much. It was so great to see you too. Uh, you are um, an esteemed guest, not just because you're, you're a friend of the podcast, but because you were one of our panelists last year at the yeah. inaugural UWM Live. This year, you won't be up on the big stage, but I have to assume it's going to be a bit more relaxing for you in that's, that respect. That's so funny. Lisa, London, and I were on the same panel together, and we're, we were just hanging out before this, and we're like, it's so relaxing this week, this uh, this year because we don't have to be stressed. We don't have to be at, like, mic check and rehearsal and this and that. We can just kind of sit back and relax and kind of take it all in. No, you deserve it uh, <laughs> because you guys did a great, great job last year. Um, so let, let's chat a little bit about your business. Um, yeah. it, it's been an interesting time. Uh, this this market continues to shift. Uh, it continues to be crazy. Uh, how do you describe uh, the way business is going for you? Yeah, I would say it's really hard right now and, and in a way that we need to become more creative, right? We need to figure out I mean, let's think about the last couple of years. We haven't had to sell. We haven't had to get creative with products. We've we've been so busy. We haven't been able to like keep our head above water. But now, for for me in my market, the inventory is so so tight. And I know that it's tight in a lot of markets, but right now it's. I mean, how tight are we talking? Like, how little inventory I mean, is there? There have been months when there's four four listings in the biggest city in our state. You know, forty listings in the four biggest counties in our state. I mean every single listing i'm probably writing at least 10 prequal letters for it and still not getting it so in the last 30 days i've pre-qualified just over 100 buyers and three have gone under contract and these are not you know low credit score buyers that don't qualify these are really really qualified buyers that are putting two three four hundred thousand dollars down no contingencies still not getting the offer that's the market that i'm suffering with so for me it's really, I have to figure out like, how do I expand? How do I make my footprint bigger? How do I go to other areas, find more inventory? <coughs> because we have to get more creative. And how do I get more people qualified for more new, unique products? You know, as we come out with more products and in my life, I've never done a non-QM deal. I'd never done a, any sort of thing like that. Now I'm like, okay, maybe I need to entertain this a little bit, right? To appeal to more people and find, find another niche that maybe we can get under contract. So, you know, it's hard, but just have to grind and, and make your footprint bigger and find more referral partners. I, I spent my entire last week meeting with divorce attorneys, right? So I met with a whole slew of divorce attorneys and they had never had a lender reach out to them. They didn't know anything about the mortgage process. I said, most people come to me before they're getting divorced. They want to know that they can qualify for a mortgage. They want to know that they can, what they can do, if they're going to sell, if they're going to keep it, whatever it is. I could be a great referral partner for you, but really I'm going in like everyone that comes to you, I'm, I'm over here, right? So, you know, just getting more creative where with where the business is coming from. I think it's a great message because, you know, you're not just sitting there and, and waiting for it to get better. You are going out there and turning over new stones. Exactly. You know, you've been doing this for a while yeah. and still you are doing things that you are hoping will bring you business in the future. Exactly. Um, one thing, Skylar, that has not changed for you is your focus on social media and your presence, especially on Instagram yeah. um, and, and your social media videos. Um, I, I'm curious, what are you what are you focused on right now? 
Yeah, so I've always been very big on social media in a way that I knew that I need to be present in video. I need to be creating consistent content, but I also need to be creating value for my agents. So I have a full-time videographer that just creates video content for my agents. Just as listening showcases, highlights them, makes them better, you know, shows them in whatever light they want to be. But now I have someone that's just in offices creating content for me, for my agent, for my other loan officers, um, and really showing what we're all about. I mean, the culture of my company is so important. That's what's going to attract people, how we do our business, how we educate them and what we're able to do is such a big focus, but also that we're real people. Like I'm a mom of three, right? Like I want you to know that I'm a very relatable, real person. So because as a broker, things you have to think about is if you're just consistently, consistently putting out real estate facts, mortgage facts, mortgage education, you know, how much of someone's life are they actually buying a house? Like, I don't know, this much, right? The tiniest amount. So they're gonna be like, unfollow, I'm not, I already bought a house, I'm not interested in this anymore. But if you continuously start making content on other subjects, like I'm a mom of three, I bought a wedding venue, I do all these other things. Oh, maybe someone's gonna start following me for those other reasons, but then when they do look to buy a house, guess what? They're contacting me because they know that I'm the expert in that, but that's not why they were following me. They were following me for other reasons, for other things I do. So it's a way to grow your social media presence while also really figuring out what, you know, who you are, making you relatable and making people want to do business with you. So interesting you say that because our, our previous guest, Matt Gouget, who was yeah. on just before you, was talking about something very similar. You know, for years he focused on creating all of this educational content and he got to the point where he said, you know what? I think it's a little bit too much. And then he started shifting towards some more personal stuff, yeah. like going to Sacramento Kings games and showing yeah. his kids. And I know you are big on posting videos. You know, I, I just talked to you before we started recording about this really funny video that you posted of your daughter running around your office, uh, putting, what was it, pictures of spiders on people's desks? Yeah, but like pictures of spiders that she drew. So like yes. fake, fake spiders that she drew, because that's real life office. That, that's what goes on in my office. She didn't have school because it was kindergarten orientation for the other step up kids. She's in the office. Everybody's, you know, entertaining her all day. But that's real life, right? That's not like I'm just talking to clients all day. I'm just a computer person. I am I am a mom who has a child that's also there that's also like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> where she was pulling a prank, like going around to every single person in the office and putting spiders under their desk, under their keyboards, all these things. But it also makes great content, right? We got so many views on that. All these people engaging with us like, oh my God, this is so cute. But now, you know, these agents that have kids are relating to that, right? And they're like, oh my God, this is so funny and so cute. But it is, but it's real life also. Yes, you're a real person. And at the end of right. the day, that's what many people out there are looking exactly. for. Exactly, when they are, Yes, exactly. When yeah. they're going for some, going to somebody uh, for their home loan needs. Um, you mentioned the realtor uh, content. And I want to ask you yeah. about this because I was, I was going through your Instagram, you know, like any good reporter, I'm, I'm going through some of your content in, in advance of the interview. You're actively promoting realtor listings on your Instagram Correct. with videos that your marketing person is making. Correct. Why? Because any single person can walk in and say, I have great rates. I have great turn times. I answer my phone. And when you walk out of that meeting, someone's gonna walk in right behind you and say the same exact thing. But if I walk in and say, I wanna make you better. I wanna add value to you. I wanna grow your business. I want to 
we we have this it's not just for real estate it's, it's anyone like we have home inspectors we have title companies we had the shake shop next door we had a clothing company we have a videographer to create content to make these businesses stand out but in return we don't ask for anything but we hope that it builds a relationship that then they're like you know let's let's do business together right it's not something we ever ask for or we require and we'll do literally content for anyone but the goal is that we continuously build content to make them look better and you're setting yourself apart yeah Exactly. Um, one other interesting thing that you do, and I, and I think this is so smart, and I want you to talk about this for our listeners. When you're doing a video, an educational video, let's say on a, on a product, right, and you're and you're giving some of the details, you're dropping some of the breadcrumbs, you're not giving them everything. Instead, you're stopping at a certain point, and you're and you're giving them that CTA, and right. you know where, you know where I'm going with this. It's basically Absolutely. reach out to me if you want to learn more. That that's got to be intentional. Yeah, of course, because the thing is, is that I don't want to give everything because what why would I right I don't want people to say like oh I watched this video and now I'm gonna call someone else to do it right I'm gonna be like oh I watched this video I heard something that like is really intriguing to me I'm gonna reach out to her to find out more about it and how I can do that right so it's like hey if you want to hear more about this call me text me DM me whatever that case may be so that um, we can find out more about that product right I mean that that's the entire goal if you just kind of give 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 they're just gonna use you as a resource and probably never contact you. Well, it, it, it's a different market, but uh, you, you continue to do great things. Uh, keep up the good work. Great seeing you. I know. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Skylar Welch with Main Point Lending. <laughs> All right, back here on Good Better Broker from UWM Live as we bring in Nancy Bayat from eMortgage Capital out of Orange County, California. Nancy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to see you and, and congratulations first and foremost on all of your success. Uh, you are the number 12 ranked mortgage broker in the country for 2023, that's by Scotsman Guide. Number two ranked female mortgage broker in the country. Yes. So amazing, amazing stuff Thank that you. you're doing, Nancy. Uh, 450 units for over 175 million in total volume and that's in a challenging year for the industry. So yeah. how are you doing this? You know, um, just discipline. I maintain the same discipline that I had in 2021 when I was crushing it, right? So I've worked six days a week, sometimes seven, um, and I maintain that. And by working six days, so you actually gain um, 52 extra days per year, right? So what does that equate to over time? After seven years, you've gained an extra year over your competition. So, you know, I look at myself as being in a different league altogether. It's all about drive. The business is out there. You just have to go out and get it. So clearly you've thought about this. You, you've, you've thought about those numbers. And I would have to think that not only is that an edge for you in terms of the hours you are putting in to get work done, but mentally that has to do something for you as well. I mean, mentally, it's, it's, it all goes back to discipline, right? How bad do you want it? And what are you going to do to get it? So the business is out there. We've lost a lot of loan officers because of the decline in the market. So that's just given me more, you know, more angst to want to go out there and get it even more, right? The business that they had is now up for grabs. Go out and get it. 
I love the determination, Nancy. Uh, you are big on referral business. So yes. You believe it's the most effective and most cost-effective way Absolutely. to generate new business. How do you go about getting those referrals? Just staying in front of my clients, calling them on their birthdays, right? So they get calls from their parents and me um, saying happy birthday, right? For my, I'm, personally speaking, I get a lot of text messages for my birthday, from my friends and you know some family members even. So I think going just that extra step giving them a call saying that you know I hope you have an amazing day not asking for anything a lot of times I'll just call and do a temperature check how are you doing how's everything going I just bought a box of strawberries for 12 bucks how are you managing right just having a conversation and staying in front of them I try to do that every quarter um, I call my entire book of business and I've been doing this 22 years so that's a lot of people um, I'd also say that I have actually probably given about maybe 35% of my book I've uh, put into second mortgages instead of you know refinancing their first. Um, it's a better deal for them. They have really low first interest rates, so I've given them a second mortgage if they want the cash. Um, so just staying in front of them that way. If, if rates continue to increase, that's gonna be an opportunity to bring down their weighted average interest rate into a new refinance in the future, or just giving them the cash they need without having to touch their great interest rate first. So always just thinking about the client first and everything else follows, putting them in the best position possible. You talked earlier about discipline and how important that is. I know the consistency Very is important. also something that is a priority for you and that involves you know, your prospecting, uh, technology. Uh, give us a little bit of insight on that, Nancy. Yeah, so we've been using Bonzo and for those that don't know what it is, it's getbonzo.com. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sponsoring, you know, I, I don't get paid. <laughs> this isn't a sponsored ad. Um, I actually have a large account with them. A lot of my team members are, are on, that, on that platform and it's remarkable what they do. I mean, it's like having, every seat is like an assistant and there's different marketing campaigns. You can put them on different pipelines um, to send out videos. Like I have a huge pipeline of uh, milestone videos. So when the file moves from, let's say, you know, submitted to approved, they get a video from me. And this is the next steps, your processor is going to be reaching out to you. It's general, but it's still relevant. And um, it takes one step of me having to call that client away because it's being automated. So I can go out and prospect for new business. Um, I'm always prospecting for new business. Uh, I think another uh, untapped um, part two is affinity business, right? A lot of us are going after realtors. Well, realtors are getting hit super hard. They're getting maybe you know five to ten calls a day, if not you know more. So going after CPAs, right? Divorce attorneys. What happens when someone gets a divorce? That's three transactions, right? They need to sell a house and maybe buy two. So now you're giving you that your realtor a referral and potential business. They're going to turn back and give you more business back. So it's just looking a little bit outside of the box. Uh, and that's been that's been really good for me. The attorneys that I've met, I'm doing great with that. So I recommend everyone goes out just in your five, five to ten mile radius. Go out and meet some attorneys, take them to coffee. You know, face uh, off. Great advice. Yeah. Um, something else I want to ask you about that I saw on, on your socials. Um, prioritizing effectively and limiting distractions. Mm -hmm. and, and you talked about the discipline that you have, but you know, how, how do you do that? Because not everybody who's listening to this has that same discipline that, that you do? It's, it's taken time and it's through time blocking. You know, so my entire day is time blocked. If I don't have lunch time blocked, I, I, you know, I have to carve time out for that. I have a teenager, I time block for her. 
like everything is time blocked and I follow it to the T and sometimes it's it means getting off the phone because it's the next thing to, that I need to do so it's training myself okay if I have a minute how much can I say effectively in a minute and it's just taught me how to kind of communicate differently um, how to wrap things up quickly I have a large team so they need me a lot of times but I have open windows for them I can't you know take their questions all day um, so everyone just kind of has to wait and it's based on you know my calendar and because that's what makes me the most effective and it works I mentioned time. I mentioned your production numbers earlier in the conversation you've talked about your process and how disciplined you are and how regimented you are and, and for those listening and thinking to themselves wow Nancy is a machine she just she is an absolute machine um, they should also know that you are big on making time for R&R. Why, why, why is that important given everything you've just talked about? I spend at least an hour on uh, research and learning um, because the market is always changing. I'm speaking to you know, high net worth people that know the markets, they have financial advisors, so I don't wanna come in um, less than, right? So I try to stay really knowledgeable about what's happening in the market, different products, different programs, um, I think what sets a lot of loan officers apart is how to structure a file, right? It's the difference between an approval and a deni denial sometimes. So just staying on top of your game, I think it's like it's like a you know an, an athlete. Just because you know you win a championship, you don't stop training. You still got to show up the next day and train as if you know got another championship right down the line. It's just is what it is. So I just never quit. I don't know. It's just again, it's time blocked. So it's that, that, that's what I'm doing during that time block. And I have free time too. I time block my free time. So I value it differently because I know that I have this hour and it's gonna be so precious and I'm gonna take in everything from my free time. And then when I come back, I know it's time to grind. What does that do for you, that, that free time? And you mentioned you have a teenager. Uh, does that you know, help balance you out so that when you do come back to you know, what your next thing is on, on your work agenda, that, that it you know, makes you a little bit more refreshed? not only refreshed, but present. So I was always either thinking about what I could have done differently or in the future, what I'm gonna do next and next and next, where time blocking has helped me just stay in the present. This is what I'm doing right now. And when my alarm goes off on my computer, I know what I'm doing next. So I worry about that during that time. So it's really taught me to be present, which I've always struggled with. So it took me a really long time to get here, but my calendar's helped me. Man, great, great stuff. You are Thank doing you. some uh, amazing things, and, and I think we can all learn from, from you and just, you know, how to structure your day and, and, and the way that you approach uh, not just business, but, but life in general. Nancy Bayat from Eat Mortgage Capital. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Back here on Good Better Broker from UWM Live. And we are pleased to be joined by Melissa Butler. She is with North Alabama Mortgage out of Huntsville, Alabama. Melissa, great to see you. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. What do you think of UWM Live? Oh, it is wild. A fantastic experience. There's a million people here. I mean, you can just feel the energy. It's great. It is, uh, it is something else. The, the buzz is truly palpable uh, throughout this building. Uh, you have a, a great story 
uh, about your business. Um, it involves an event that, that you put together, and I first learned about this actually. Uh, it's funny, you were actually here for uh, an advisory council, and, and you were telling the story of this event, and I was just so fascinated by it. I said, I gotta talk to her, I gotta learn more about this. So you have this award-style event that you put on for real estate partners of yours in your market. Please tell us about it. Yes, yeah, so this this event is red carpet. It's so luxury. It's called the Nammies, so it's a spinoff of the Grammys. And we have all of the agents come that have done business with us, and it's production-based based on specific loans that they've done with us. So you, know, you can't really compare that with all the other lenders that they've done because I want them to send me business. So what we do is we have all of the loans at the end of the month um, and then at the end of the year as well, add it up, and then you have awards based off of those. So you have a step and repeat. We have specialty cocktails. Um, you know, I think we have uh, the dad inspector, which is like a playoff the old fashioned. You can't just do this event with, you know, um, you know, half halfway. It's either like 150% or none at all because you have to, you know, set yourself apart from this, uh, you know, all the other lenders out there. So this event is something that I want people to come to and I want people to talk about, I want people to post on social media about it. And I think that we've done just that. Tell me about the feedback you've gotten from these real estate partners of yours that attend this event and the level of appreciation that they must feel when they show up and see this red carpet event that's all for them. Yes. So we send out these invitations. They are all black. They are sleek. People are like, yes. I have the invitation to the nannies. And they show up and they come and they are just treated like royalty. They have the opportunity to take pictures with their spouse, they always have a date. So, you know, they're gonna be posting social media, they're tagging us, they're tagging their favorite LO. And they are just in awe that we would celebrate them and, um, you know, give them shout outs. Because what do realtors like more than anything is recognition, right? So it is one of the best events that we've come up with and we're pretty proud. All right, so I gotta ask you, how did you come up with this? Because people who are listening are saying to themselves, this sounds amazing, how do I do it? Well, you know, I was thinking, you know, I have to set myself apart. And I was just thinking people would love to be invited to one of these events. They wanted to dress to the nines. We had some people wear tuxedos last year, which is fantastic. Um, and it just came to mind. I mean, I just want to feel special and everybody else does too. And from from that idea came the NAMIs. Amazing. Uh, let's not be mistaken here though. This is a strategic play on your part. You want to make these realtors feel appreciated. But Melissa, all of these realtors are, are based off of the business that they bring to your company, the realtors that are being invited to the NAMIs, right? Yes, they are. So it's almost like I'm enticing them to do more business with me because they don't get an award unless they are production-based. Now, I will say too, we have some more fun of, you know, awards, most likely to be mayor, you got best dressed or Miss Vogue as we call it this year. And we have, um, I have a co-host usually that's with me and we are basically given one-liners for all of these categories and um, yeah so amazing oh it just it sounds like fun I, I gotta I gotta come down to Alabama one of these years and, and check out the NAMIs I want to see it for myself um, if I can get an invite I know I don't send you business but it's pretty exclusive I right. think I can we'll have yeah. my people talk to your people um, beyond that um, when, it, when it comes to your business something fascinating that you told me uh, you said I just want people to think of me all the time. 
What do you mean by that? When people move to town, I am from the area, so we're in Huntsville, Alabama, and you need to know who your doctors are. You need your dentist. I want somebody to call me when they need anything at all, when they need um, somebody to come renovate their bathroom, and I want to be a resource for them. So when you have uh, a, you know, a big portfolio of people, I want to share that with them because I want to be the one that they call for absolutely anything. And then I want to ultimately do the loan and I want people to talk about me in that I'm a referral source for a jack of all trades. So when they call me, I'm going to send them every single person that I know that does a great job and I want, you know, I expect people to return the favor. It's a simple idea, but it's such a good idea too, because like you said, everybody needs somebody, whether it's a doctor or somebody to fix your roof, right? And obviously in housing, when you're working in mortgages, having those referrals on, oh, call this person for bathroom tile, call this person for landscaping. It's so smart, but I would think that not enough people are doing it. Well, when you're seen as an expert, you are anticipated to have other experts that you work with. They rely on me to give them the best and top referral for them. And I think that's also, you know, something that sets me apart. Uh, something else you do that's really cool. You have this marketing calendar that you lay out for the entire year with real estate agents that you want to reach out to. Yes. Every December, I take some time and I buy a calendar, one of those month-long calendars that I can write a bunch of stuff in. And I set up who I want to meet with, what realtor. Every week I meet with a new agent and then one that's more of an experienced agent or one that I've already worked with so that I can maintain the relationship. And then also every month I either have an event or I have like a pop by gift. Um, just like for example, like in July I'm planning on, you know, dropping off this little bomb pops, you know, the red, white and blue bomb pops. Oh yeah. You know, quote, you're the bomb with some champagne so people can drink those um, and you just enjoy the hot weather with a nice cocktail or a popsicle, whatever they choose. So it's important to set that up because it's going to hold you accountable. If you are not following that calendar, you're just going to be a loss in the weeds. There's so much involved in this business and it's really important to maintain your contacts and retain your real estate partners. I also do that with title companies as well and um, insurance agents, making sure that they feel special and loved as well. Another touch point that you have, and you're big on those, uh, things like custom stationery that you're sending out to your agents, right? So I have a friend that makes stationery. You do a little bit of research ahead of time, meeting with those new agents. I'm not asking them for anything besides like, you know, 30 minutes of their time. So I'll have a stationery made. If they have a cat, that's a specific kind of cat or a golden retriever or something, I'll stick that on there. Um, it's super cute, it's got their name on it so that they have some custom, custom stationery. And then also they're gonna be thinking of me every time they send one of those. You got 10 little small stationeries that have your name on it that I gave them. Every single time they send one, that's 10 times they think about me. Big picture, all of these things that you've talked about that you are doing that are very intentional, what has it done for your business? I have been the point of contact for almost every single one of the realtors that I work with. And it's allowed me to grow. It's allowed me to expand my business. The real estate agents, they send me their friends. They want to work with me. So these small, special things that I do and the touch points that I have um, has made me successful in this business and also given me a lot of just friends in general. Great stuff. Melissa, uh, thanks for sharing uh, with us. Uh, best of luck as you start preparing for 
the next version of the NAMIs. I'm sure, are you already started to plan? I have, actually. It's I'm, not I'm till look, when, by the way? It's February of 2024. Okay, okay, so we're not, it's not even till 24, and you're already getting things together. It takes a, a long time to plan a big party. What can I, I love say? It. I love it. Melissa Blotwiller from North Alabama Mortgage. Thanks for joining us. Great to see you. Thanks for having me, Justin. Back here at UWM Live on Good Better Broker as we welcome in Brian Macris. He is with Home Choice Lending out of Bedford, New Hampshire. Brian, welcome. Yes, thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, what, a, what a great day today. I, I was going to ask you, you know, how do you describe the experience, the atmosphere here at UWM Live? The energy's out of control. The people that you get to meet, you get to collaborate from different areas of the country. I was telling you off camera here just a few minutes ago that you learn so much from colleagues in the business with like-minded uh, quality loan officers that are saying, this is what I'm doing in California, this is what I'm doing in Texas. And we take those little bits and pieces and we share right back and say, hey, this is what I'm doing to grow. This is a tough market. And, and what are you guys doing to survive in it? So I love it. This is, my, this is your second time doing this live. It's my second time being here. And you guys you guys are just awesome. We love you. Oh, we, we love to hear it, Brian. Uh, you actually uh, were a retail guy for 17 years. Correct. Uh, and, and you made the switch to broker. We actually talked to you when you were here a couple of years ago about Correct. that switch. Um, fast forward now a couple of years later, you still pretty happy with the decision? Yeah, it's um, the control is, is is amazing. It's nice that there's other investors out there that if something doesn't fit in the box. But we looked at our pipeline last year and 97% of our loans came to you guys. Um, it's just the speed, the accuracy, the, the innovative new products that constantly come out, the 1% conventional, which doesn't exist out there, the grant that, uh, that Mandishby has thrown in there to help buyers get into houses. Um, it's just, it's been fantastic. The, really, at the end of the day, I, I just did a, a, a segment on my social media that speed matters. And, and we use this all the time with our customers and our real estate agents to win new relationships. All right, you talked about social media, so I got to ask you about your presence there because I, I feel like when you and I last talked, it was not nearly at the level it is now. Uh, checked your Instagram, I believe, yesterday, and you were approaching 16,000 followers. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I've had a bunch of people ask me, like, Brian, how are you doing it? And I said, well, we've posted 1,200 videos. Um, we're trying to find that audience, whether it's a real estate agent, a home buyer, um, a listing agent, we make sure they know. And then, and then we use that to promote any of the activities that are coming up, like a continuing education class, a podcast that we're doing. If we're having an appraiser come on, let's ask him the tough questions. And people are starting to recognize that there is value in some of this. And I try not to do any segment longer than 45 seconds, 50 seconds. Uh, the podcast can be a little bit longer, but, the, but we'll chop it up. But this information out there about anything breaking news, that's where we put it. We put it right there. First off, hey, uh, income limits just changed, or or the the new values for uh, for conventional loan limits changed. UWM came out first at the new 715 temporarily until they made the change. We were first to release that within minutes of it happening. Our competitors slowly followed, but. Um, I use that as a, as a breaking news piece, an opportunity to talk to my past customers, my current customers. I tell everybody, hey, this is how you follow us. This is how you learn about what we're doing. I love the approach, uh, and I better watch out because with this breaking news stuff, you're coming from my job pretty soon. <laughs> what, what, it, what is it doing, though, for your business and, and your, your reach as, as you are putting these videos out um, and, and really talking to your borrowers? Yeah, so, you know, it's so funny. So I had a, a out of the blue, I had a customer walk in 
and say, Brian, I follow you on social media. I walk in in my office. I follow you on social media. And as that customer's walking in, I actually had um, another customer that uh, he's walking out telling his wife, he's going to meet Brian Macris, and I want to go meet him because I want to ask him about this investment property because he does a lot with Airbnbs. So she's like, you don't even know this guy. Yeah, I know, but I see him all the time. And he goes, I feel like I know him. So he set an appointment, he came in and met. And as I'm walking him out the door, this guy walks in from an insurance company and says, I follow you on social media. I'm interested in meeting you. And and so, you know, on a one to 10, I'm still like a two or a three, but I'm starting to see traction. I'm starting to see, uh, you know, customers follow me. I'm getting requests through, uh, you know, a, a text message saying, hey, Brian, um, I'm a loan officer and I'm having a problem with loan. Can you tell me or, or can you help me walk through some changes because we're having an issue with our underwriter. What would you do here? So I've had loan officers, real estate agents, customers, investors. Um, it's just like, it's a, just, if you help people, you educate people, they're going to come back to you. They want to learn. So you got to give them something of value and it's got to be short and sweet. I love the, the fact that you said, you know, that person didn't know you, but they felt like they yeah. knew you because yeah. they follow you on social and because you're constantly doing these videos. I mean, that's pure gold right there. I agree. So he is now sponsoring our continuing education classes, and he's now closed about six insurance transactions with us in the short period of time of this new relationship. This all happened in the last 60 days with him, and we do a couple classes every single month, but he is now part of our regular presentation. He comes up, Daniel's on there, and we talk about him, and, and that's because he pulled in and says, I follow you, I watch what you do, and I want to be part of what you guys do. And he, you know, he's doing the hard thing. He's making a cold call drop-in, but, um, but he's getting deals out of it. It works. I always like to ask guests this question, you know, those who are big on social media videos who maybe were not as comfortable when they first started. How did you get yourself to the point where it was just like, you know, a regular thing to, to turn the camera on and start recording? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge I had was trying to make it perfect. And now um, my, my wife will look at it and she's like, and she's like, that's pretty good. And I'm like, all right, let's go with it. And now most of our stuff is one take, maybe two, unless I have a real big fumble during it. Um, but, uh, but we'll come in, we do two records uh, a month and we'll, we'll do 15 or 16 videos and then we plant the hooks. Um, and, and it's really just about practice and having your topic that you want to touch on, whether it's, you know, debt service cover ratio loans, or you want to talk about the 1%, you want to talk about a grant program that you have, or FHA, 3.5% down investor, and we can use rental income. Whatever that topic is, know what your five, six, seven, eight bullets are, and then hit it in 45 seconds and then move on. Great advice. Uh, you're a big technology guy as well, and I know that you're big <laughs> on speed. And you know, even when we talked a couple of years ago, you were blown away uh, by how quickly you could get a CTC in the broker channel. Um, how has that evolved? You know, what are you leaning into right now yeah. on the tech side? Yeah, so it's part of my continuing education class. I bring the slide up because my competition is always taking shots at me saying, there's no way they could do this. So I think I have the fastest clear to close in New England, maybe farther. I've got competitors that are friends of mine in the business with UWM and they're trying to beat me. I have a uh, clear to close refinance, start to finish from submission to clear to close, 62 minutes. So I have a zero on my wall, says so zero day clear to close, 62 minutes from submission to clear to close, which is unbelievable. And yeah, we teed it up just right. And now I have a purchase, one day clear to close purchase. It's unheard of. Nobody in the industry could do this. 
Um, and, and yeah, I brag about it. As loan officers, probably one of the things we don't do is we don't talk about our successes. I talk about my failures as much as my successes, but you gotta let your teams know, you gotta let your competitors know, hey, we are better, we are doing this. 62 minutes. Unbelievable, yeah. That's crazy, Scott man. and Lacey in my local town got an appraisal waiver, got dockless income, um, submitted it at like 10 o'clock, it was out at 11.02. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, that's, that's great, man. Um, Tell, tell me about, you know, this market that we're in right now. And I know that, you know, there's still inventory issues out there. How are you kind of navigating this, especially with a lot of those would-be first-time home buyers that are, that are still trying to get into a home? Yeah, so, so we've really kind of changed what we're doing. We're having success. In fact, I was having breakfast with a colleague, and I said, we got like seven new contracts in. And what are we doing differently? Um, we are using Bolt. It took me a long time to get on board with Bolt. Um, Bolt, for those, is a loan commitment that comes out. Um, it averages two to three hours to get it. It's very tedious to put it in, but when it comes out, you can have your income, your assets, and your, your uh, uh, income assets and credit cleared. So I'm calling the listing agent and I'm saying, hey, listen, Brian Macris here, Home Choice Lending, that, uh, that, that approval that you're looking at, that's not a pre-approval from me, that's a loan commitment. Income's been cleared, assets have been cleared, and credit's been cleared. Sometimes if we get an appraisal waiver, we can waive that as well. But I said, this should go up at the top with cash, or slightly under cash, but it is winning offers. It is putting us above everybody else because they can see pre-approved for 550, 10% down, no income, no assets, no credit. We need title, we need the condo docs, whatever it is. And that just puts us at the top of the list. It's winning offers, it's creating opportunities also to talk to a listing agent to maybe you know brag a little bit about what we're doing and how things are different. You also, uh, this is interesting, you're closing business with agents who you never worked with before. Yeah. How are you doing that? Yeah, so I, some of that social media. Yeah. So this past year or the last 18 to 24 months, I closed more real estate agents business in the business than I did the prior 20 years. It was absolutely insane. And, and if any deal goes sideways out there, um, if it's in the weeds with another company, uh, they're calling me up and saying, hey, Brian, an agent in the office said, I need to speak with you. You're the only one that can close this. I was on an airplane at the carousel waiting for our baggages, and an agent saying, Brian, Amanda's saying, Brian, uh, you're the only one that can do this fast. It needs to close in about 18 days. Can you talk to the customer? That was on the trip here. So that reputation about speed is happening, and people are out there are saying, hey, why, why, why aren't we using these guys? How do we get them in? So we, you know, get one deal with them, get two deals with them, and then let them see that consistency, and we'll win their business forever. Man, you are doing some uh, incredible things, Brian. Uh, keep up uh, the amazing work, and uh, thanks so much for swinging by. Great to see you. Likewise, my man. Really good to see you, my man. Brian Macris with Home Choice Lending. Thank you. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.